Hey, it's Callie, and you're listening to the Hippie Haven Podcast. Every Wednesday, I release a new episode related to living harmoniously with yourself, others, and the planet. As part of my life mission to arm you with the knowledge and tools you need to spark progressive change in your community. If you're new around here, I'm the founder of two sustainable companies in the United States. The first I started at age 23 while in the U.S. Navy. It's called Bestowed Essentials, and it's a social enterprise that manufactures eco-friendly personal care and cleaning products, while also providing living wage employment to people of all abilities. In only four years, we've grown from a hobby I did in my kitchen to now being the largest soap-making company in the state, and our zero-waste products are available in over 200 stores across the U.S. and Canada. My second small business is Hippie Haven. It opened in 2019, and it's the only zero-waste store in South Dakota. Along with our refillable and reusable products for sale, we also offer a wide variety of community resources at our shop, including a free food pantry, book library, redistribution station, recycling drop-off, small business pop-ups, educational workshops, nonprofit meeting space, political outreach events, and much more. If you're not in South Dakota, no worries. We have an online store too, so you can support us and get zero waste products from anywhere in the country. Take a second real quick to make sure you're subscribed to the Hippie Haven podcast on your favorite podcasting app. It's available on all the major ones. You can also find the show notes and a full transcript for every episode on our website, hippiehavenpodcast.com. To learn more about me, the Hippie Haven team, and all the work we do, follow us online. We're on Instagram and TikTok as at Hippie Haven Shop, or just visit our website, hippiehavenshop.com. By the way, my zero-waste manufacturing business, Bestowed Essentials, is currently raising money via crowdfunding to help us create new sustainable products, improve our packaging, increase our accessibility, and to provide more jobs for people with disabilities. Any amount you can contribute today, whether it's $5 or $500, you'll be making a tremendous difference for our cause. The link to our crowdfunding campaign is in the show notes below. If you can't donate today, please share it on your social media because every view and every dollar helps. My guest today is Pillar Pedrinelli. She's leading the public engagement program at the Rainforest Alliance. She holds two masters, a postgraduate from Cambridge University, and she's a candidate of the Yale Postgraduate in Tropical Forest Landscapes. Her career has been focused on creating global change by positively impacting communities along value chains, while encouraging individuals to understand their collective power to create systemic change. She believes that a sense of community and joining forces are the only ways forward to act upon the biggest challenges that we're facing today. She's also been a 30 Under 30 Forbes Movers and Shakers 2020 nominee. Today we're talking about what the Rainforest Alliance is, what their mission is, and how we can all do our part to protect the environment. What is the Rainforest Alliance and what does your organization do? What's the goal? Uh, well, thank you for the question, Kali. Um, yeah, we are an international nonprofit organization, uh, and we've been around for over 30 years by now and working in uh, more than 17 countries. Uh, at the core of our work, uh, there is our vision, uh, which is to create essentially a world where uh, people and nature can thrive in harmony. 
Now that seems to be a little bit artificial. So what does it exactly mean in practice is that we are working on four main areas. Uh, the first one is combating climate change. Uh, the second one is protecting forests and biodiversity. And the third and the fourth are promoting human rights and also improve livelihoods. Uh, obviously, you know, the enormity of the social environmental challenges uh, that we're facing today uh, requires working together in a broad alliance. So that's why we also have alliance in our name. And we really work with everyone. We bring together farmers, forest communities, companies, and also mostly consumers together uh, in order to change the way we produce, we consume, and we source uh, to make sure essentially that the food that we eat is not grown by uh, people who go hungry. And so that's really what's behind the alliance. Uh, there's this bringing people together uh, for bold ideas and uh, I would say also even bolder action uh, to make sure that all of that happens really. And why was it that the Rainforest Alliance originally got started? What was the original reason? Oh, that's, uh, that's actually such an exciting question. Um, maybe I'll start by saying why, why the frog? Why the frog is uh, our mascot? Um, because uh, really frogs are what scientists call bioindicators, uh, meaning that a healthy population of frogs indicates a healthy environment and their verse is also true. Uh, and our founders chose the red a uh, tree frog as our mascot more than 30 years ago um, precisely uh, because of this reason to make sure that we were uh, working uh, to protect the environment that we live in. Uh, and they started the, uh, they founded the Rainforest Alliance and all our projects um, uh, in the tropical rainforest. And since then, uh, we, uh, we became sort of uh, international symbol of sustainability together with our frog. Uh, and so that's something that we, we deeply believe in and we're really proud of. What are things that we as, as individuals can do to help both the rainforest as a whole and the Rainforest Alliance, your organization? Uh, thanks also for this question, Kelly. Um, you know, obviously, uh, as, as an organization, we are working to solve uh, some of the most pressing issues uh, facing humanity today, as I mentioned before, including the climate crisis. And it's safe to say that no one ever can do it alone. Uh, and one big part of our alliance is our community of global citizens. Uh, and so consumers and people who are hoping uh, for a better world, whose actions and decisions are really meaningful. Um, and now, you know, is, is it easy to support in, in this work? Is it easy to uh, take decisions that impact the environment? Uh, it is not, uh, but I think nothing important and what fighting for is. Uh, and I think what we're all feeling right now uh, is that, yes, the world is, is, it seems to be falling apart and there's so much to do. It can be really sometimes overwhelming and hard to know what I should be focusing on, how I can make a difference. And so as an organization, we wanted to play a role uh, to release in a way of that burden and amplify everyone's effort uh, to make sure that really our choices as citizens, uh, as a public can contribute to, uh, to future economies uh, that are just in resilience. Now, this could mean buying sustainably produced products or also opting to be uh, less wasteful in our daily lives, including buy only what we need. Uh, but the difference comes not only 
from voting with our wallets, but also from uh, setting daily habits that can inspire others. Obviously, you know, it's important to note that governments and large companies obviously have a the responsibility, the duty, and also the power to make systemic change happen and to do it fast. Uh, but the point is not just where the onus of change lies, really, but that it all works in concert. And I think this is actually uh, an important point to, to focus on a bit, uh, if you don't mind, the individual versus collective versus um, sort of systemic change uh, right mix needed to, uh, to create a substantial impact uh, in, uh, in, in our world. And which goes hand in hand with another and uh, point, and perhaps not so much talk about, which is mindset shift. And we often talk about, you know, physical and ethical swaps that can be made. You know, for instance, uh, shopping local or usable coffee cups. But rarely in the sustainability or climate movement, we talk about uh, switching our mindsets. And if there's anything that um, most of us have learned in the past year is that the way we've been doing things so far isn't unfortunately good enough. Uh, and changing mindset is really fundamental to create uh, behavioral change and also uh, shifting society perception of how to approach and solve injustices. And so it, it's important to really approach sustainability not um, as a sort of lifestyle checklist, I need to do this and I need to do that, you know, and then I move on, but really almost as a practice. And so as, as an organization in order to support us and to support the environment, we really cannot suggest individual solutions uh, for structural pro problem because there's also in a way the risk of removing ourselves from the, uh, you know, the connection uh, between causes and effects of our choices. And so, you know, and dislocating in a way the actions that we want to take from everyday life. Uh, and so we believe that if people stay connected to sustainability as a practice uh, involving also behavioral shift uh, and the mindset shift that we were talking about before, they really can create, um, you know, change in their daily, uh, daily life. And it's obviously it's important, you know, to, to go back to my point earlier, it's important to recognize the role that bigger players have in, in solving our crisis, yet to also find a way to, to feel like you're doing your bit because um, actually we all have a part to play. Uh, and if we all do the bit that we can do, uh, when, we, when you pull all of that together, the power is really so much bigger. Uh, so making small everyday changes can really, really make an impact. And also, I think it's also important here to stress that you know, we're not looking for per perfection. No one is perfect. And so the strength is really in, in numbers and not in perfection. Everyone can really be part of this collective change. Uh, obviously, as the Rainforest Alliance on our end, we have the duty to enable uh, change in the hands of, you know, as many people as possible and, and make sure that they can do really and they're able to do as much as they can. Um, you know, we, we, we've been seeing again in 2020, but also in the past, the community and mass movements are really historical how, how systemic change is made uh, and not just by one person, but through really collective action. So uh, we know no one person is the answer. No one organization is the answer. We, we together uh, all are. Uh, and actually one of my favorite quotes is from uh, a youth climate activist um, from the US. 
her name is Shia Bastida, uh, and she said recently, it's time to change our mindset toward implementing solutions. Uh, a vibrant, fair, and regenerative future is possible, not when thousands of people do climate justice activism perfectly, but when millions of people do the best they can. Um, and I think, you know, uh, she's super spot on, and I think that can be applied to everything literally in life. What projects are, is Rainforest Alliance working on to create systemic change right now? So um, we, uh, you know, the four main areas uh, that are the core of our work are tackled uh, with a four-step approach. Perhaps the one that uh, we, uh, the, the project or say the, the focus that we're, uh, we're most known for is our certification program, but we have four areas. The first one is a certification program. The second one is our landscape management approach. The third one is supply chain services. And the third one is our work on advocacy. Um, I'll go in detail in each one of them if, uh, if you're interested. Yes, absolutely. Wonderful. So, uh, you know, the certification program, uh, as I was saying, you know, probably it's, uh, it's the program that we're mostly known for. Uh, and so I'll start with the, the meaning of our seal, the little frog that you can find on different products on shelf. Uh, it's essentially, it's a visual representation of, you know, the collective action that I was talking about earlier. Um, and essentially it amplifies and reinforces the beneficial impacts of responsible choices. So from farms and forests all the way to really the supermarket checkout, uh, and when you find a little frog on a product, it essentially allows you to recognize and choose products uh, that can contribute toward a better world, uh, a better future for people and nature. Uh, and it means that the certified product or ingredient uh, on the product was produced using methods that, that support the three pillars of sustainability, social, economic, and environmental. And I think it's an important point to mention that independent and third-party auditors that are critical to the integrity of, of, of the program or any certification program, evaluate then farmers against uh, requirements in all the three areas before awarding or renewing certification. Now, what we did with the program was to uh, really create and reimagine the way we approach certification. Uh, and so we uh, evolved the certification system that is based on the principle that sustainability is a journey of continuous uh, and data-informed improvement rather than just a, a sort of binary pass-and-fail model. That is the first uh, area of work to tackle the, the other four uh, main areas. The, the second um, uh, part of our work uh, that is also where we're focusing heavily our uh, investments and uh, our work is the landscape management. Uh, and it's all based on a community center approach to uh, sustainable economic development and across high priority landscapes uh, and focus also on building local leadership capacity, uh, income diversification again for uh, farmers and forest communities and also market linkages between uh, sustainable producers uh, and responsible companies. And we do have also to uh, a great uh, best practices here uh, in case you guys are interested after I can talk about about them a little bit more. Uh, the third one is supply chain services. So it's essentially is, int is intensified work to guide uh, and facilitate 
sustainability transformation for uh, for our company partners that want to establish themselves as sustainability leaders. And finally, also the important work uh, on advocacy, uh, where we are trying to advance regulations, um, policies, but also investment that uh, essentially enable and encourage producer to uh, to make significant investments of um, of time, resources, and and also uh, labor for sustainability transformation. So uh, this is you know uh, essentially our roadmap to uh, to hopefully systemic change. What is your exact role within the organization? Uh, my role, I am leading the public engagement work, which essentially is the whole part that I, I talked about earlier about consumers, about um, you know committed citizens, and how we as an organization can enable them to to really be part of what we do and and uh, also amplify their efforts. So I'm, I'm really quite excited about my role and uh, also the investments that uh, the organization wants to really put behind, you know, um, you know, us in general, right, as, as community citizens and in particular young, young people, uh, young voices as well. How has COVID impacted the work of the Rainforest Alliance? Uh, that's that's an excellent question. Um, you know, I have to say, from an internal point of view, you know, uh, our efforts and priorities uh, shifted to make sure that we were able uh, uh, to to support even even more than what we did uh, uh, forest uh, and uh, and farm forest communities and farmers, because as we as we know, unfortunately, with the the climate, also with the climate crisis reality. These uh, these people are the ones that are impacted the most. Uh, whenever there's something as a crisis and something happening, uh, worldwide, and so we really dedicated our effort to support them even more than we um, and that we could. Um, the uh, as for you know the organization itself, we are quite a connected organization. Again, we have um, presence in over seventy countries. So I have to say that uh, we were all already super connected and uh, I think with COVID we even got um, more connected than before because you know all, obviously all meetings uh, started to become virtual and we could really benefit from uh, from meeting each other and meeting colleagues around the world every day. Um, so essentially in a way we also grew as an organization during the pandemic. Um, and for sure, uh, it shows us how uh, flexible we can be uh, to, to make sure that we are tackling the, the different crises that we're facing. What does the future hold for Rainforest Alliance? Wow, that's a, that's an excellent question as well. Uh, well, the future, you know, uh, I, I would say the future for us holds lots of hope. Um, you know, we we really pride ourselves to uh, you know to, uh, to to really work with everyone. So you'll see definitely more of that, uh, more collaborations, more work, um, and you know, actually an example of what the future holds maybe is in a new program that we just launched uh, that is called Forest Allies, uh, and Forest Allies it's uh, it's you know, now a best practice because uh, it essentially learns from the past. Uh, and in our 30 plus years of work, we um, we we essentially have found that those who make uh, living from the forest uh, have the greatest incentives also to protect it. 
but sometimes, you know, forest communities often lack access to the resources that will enable um, their forest enterprise to meet their, their full economic potential. So we decided to, you know, to, to look for and form uh, Forest Allies, which is essentially a community of practice focused on protecting, restoring, uh, and enabling responsible management of tropical forests. Uh, and so together with partners, we really uh, want to build and foster, foster unique partnerships um, and work beyond just supply chain. So to really uh, engage and empower uh, local communities in, in critical uh, forest landscapes. And essentially the way uh, this vision comes to fruition, comes to life is uh, via annual membership fees and that will go toward projects or location around the world in need of resources. And the second part is essentially participation in uh, biannual workshops, uh, where essentially the group of people that uh, the members are part of Forest Allies, they exchange knowledge uh, and solutions for uh, the uh, sort of shared challenges that we're facing today. Um, and you know, through through this membership, we are uh, we are hoping all together to support our uh, model of integrated community forest management, which is. Uh, essentially equally focused on protecting natural forests and partnering uh, with communities to build um, strong local economies. And so in particular, and, and that's also, you know, in general, what our future will hold is to, to contribute to increase biodiversity, uh, protecting and restore forests as well. Uh, and, you know, connected to, again, our areas of work, also climate mitigation and adaptation, stronger livelihoods and empowered communities. Uh, and I would say in general, you know, besides Forest Allies, obviously, the, you will see more, more, more work with, uh, with consumers. You will see more work uh, with all our partners, and uh, we will definitely uh, scale up uh, our work on partnerships and collaborations. Because as I said earlier, you know, the crisis that we're facing right now are too big to be tackled alone. And so collaboration here is key, uh, and in particular, communities are key. What final advice do you have for individuals who are looking to reduce their environmental impact? Um, you know, it's the same advice I gave myself. Try, get out there and, you know, do your bit. Um, it's uh, what I was mentioning earlier about perfection doesn't exist. I think that's very much true. Um, you know, I, I think sometimes we feel the pressure of social media in order you to be perfect um, but the reality is that you can really start uh, small and then grow uh, and the more you know you, you do things the more you learn I think that's very much true of everything not just really sustainability uh, but in particular we uh, in, in case you need some help we identified some uh, macro actions uh, uh, of essentially um, actions that can help you have a little more impact in, you know, in, in your sustainability journey. Uh, and these are nutrition, essentially everything uh, that goes into our body, housing, you know, the, how we're living in our homes and obviously, you know, especially relevant right now, mobility as well, you know, how we, uh, we, we travel, how whenever it's possible, obviously, um, consumer goods as well, what we buy, uh, the way we vote with our wallets, um, when, you know, leisure activities in general. Uh, so how we do our sports, hobbies and holidays as well. 
and and finally obviously the you know the what we call systemic change and what we were talking about earlier as well you know there is so much lobbying that we can do signing petitions for testing online as well because you know the 2020 you know has been a really negative way a negative year but it also brought lots of positive change in the online world as well and so lots is really possible to to be done on social media and on internet as well so these are the the macro say areas where you can really start thinking how you're living your daily life but i would say really the the one thing advice is really just 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 begin uh it doesn't matter that you know you're striving for perfection because again perfection doesn't exist just begin i love that now it's time to take action. Start looking for the Rainforest Alliance certification on products you buy at the grocery store to make sure your dollars are supporting ethical companies. To learn more and see how you can get involved with the Rainforest Alliance, check out their website linked in the show notes below. I'll be back next week with an episode about baby wipes and how your store brand baby wipes might actually be harming your baby. Remember, knowledge is power, so if you learned something from today's episode, share it with someone you know who'd also benefit from this free resource. If you share the podcast on social media, don't forget to tag and follow us at Hippie Haven Shop, or my personal Instagram is at hippie.ceo. This podcast is produced with the help of my communications coordinator, Ray Lynn, who also helps produce our Hippie Haven YouTube channel. Subscribe to us on YouTube to see more behind the scenes at our Zero Waste Company. You can also support our environmental advocacy work here at Hippie Haven by leaving a review for this podcast in whichever app you're using to listen, or buy us a virtual cup of coffee to keep us going. Visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash Hippie Haven to support our work. Thank you so much for spending this time with me, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.